You're listening to Stidia Cast, where we come together to discuss, gush, and occasionally cry about our love for Style Stalinsky and Lydia Martin. We hope to introduce the fandom to new material, support talented authors, and spend a little extra time with our OTP. This is Stidia Cast, because canon just isn't enough. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 5 of CityaCast. This week, we are doing a fandom-voted fic, so you guys voted for this baby, and that baby is Baby She's a Wild Thing by Panic Attack Kisses. I'm Rachel. I'm Ron Gasm on Tumblr. I'm Claire. I'm Fudgy the Whale on Tumblr. I am Maggie. I'm Red String Banshee on Tumblr. And I'm Corey, and I'm Saving Skies on Tumblr. So I think that what we all agree about this fic is that the writing is just really descriptive and beautiful. Yeah, I think Panic Attack Kisses um, does a good job about her language is, like, very lush. Mm. So she adds a lot of descriptors, descriptive words to um Paint a picture. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Ooh, good pun. Nice one. That's a good one. Um, But yeah, she's been good about that. And um, a lot of people really enjoy um, her other fic. You should go with a warning. And it's kind of similar in prose in that, like... It's funny because Lydia is, like, an exact opposite character and you should come with a warning versus Baby She's a Wild Thing. Like, you should come with a warning. It's kind of, I think it's pretty much role reversal. So she's yeah. very, like, uptight and, like, um, constrained in herself. And in Baby She's a Wild Thing, Lydia is just, like, this free spirit character who's so interesting to read because um, she's a character that kind of is allowing herself to embrace life in a way that we don't usually see Lydia embracing life. And so it's really interesting to see her interacting with her world in such an unconstrained manner. Yeah, it's really cool to see um, the character being built on... I mean, when we read it, we're like, Lydia as an artist, okay, weird. A little weird. Um, But then you think back to especially what season... 3A when she's drawing a cinematon and she's like oh, yeah. really drawing and she just like doodles it all the time and you're like oh Lydia maybe I could totally see her having this you know side hobby of art and to see it fleshed out so much into this thing it's really kind of interesting read and very like a very interesting um, spin on the character. Yeah, when she was painting Aiden, for example, that's like what my mind went to. Um, I wonder if she paints Styles nude in this fic. We will have to see. Anyway, <laughs> that's the but, dream. <laughs> um, yeah, I could see that. And you know, honestly, like Lydia Martin is so incredible at um, everything. So the fact that she would also have this like beautiful artistic side, like, are we really that shocked? Maybe not. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really interesting to see this like tiny piece of her character get like plucked out and expanded in a way that like we can see this this is who she could have been. This is like a different Lydia, but it's a it's still a really beautiful Lydia and it's really fun to read from her perspective. Another thing that I really love about this and if people have been listening regularly you will hear me mention this in many other fics. I am a sucker for, like, 
stylistic choices, especially repetition. Um, and I think that that is a recurring theme in this fic that really makes it kind of interesting and fresh to read, especially just um, her use of parentheses and the repetitive um, sentences that begin with cause and um, just things like that. It just makes it very um, interesting to read more so than just, you know, regular prose. Yeah, there's that chapter towards the end. I think it's the second or third to last chapter where every single line begins with it is. I'm pretty sure I think it's it is. It was this. It was oh, this. It was yeah. this. Yeah, and um, it was really, it was like reading a poem, and it was really cool. It was like almost a, a format break where like you know that it's a turning point in the fic, and you know that everything's about to change for the characters, and so it feels, it doesn't quite feel like a chapter. It feels more like a poem, and in that I felt like it was a really cool place to break up the chapters and go, okay, this is what this is now. This is the change that we're about to undergo, like, as readers, as characters, as the writer. And then, like, you leap off into the next chapter, and it's them putting themselves into a whole new situation when they go on that road trip together as a group. Right, and it's interesting that you say that it kind of makes it read like a poem, because to me, this fic almost is a poem. Mm -hmm. It's just very, with its imagery, and I don't want to say that nothing happens because obviously things do occur but it's not like beginning middle and structured like we're so used to seeing in especially the fix it's like oh monster of the week how are we going to fix this um (laughs) you know buffy and whatnot um but just the fact that it's really just kind of a slice of life and their evolution of a relationship. Um, their evolution of dance. I'm evolution sorry. of No, not. They that. actually do dance together in this fic, so that was a pertinent comment. Okay. <laughs> so their evolution of dance. Um, but I, just the way that it reads is just very ugh, aesthetic. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Do it for the it's aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> it's like slipping into a warm bath. This fic is like reading, it's like a warm bathtub water. It's like going to the, actually to the beach in the summertime and just sliding yeah. into the warm water and just chilling for a while, just soaking up everything because that's what you get from this fic, all of the different images and everything. It just kind of like fills you up and you're like, hmm, this is nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a lot of romanticized like imagery and prose and she does a good job of that, of like writing really romantically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I feel like I'm wasting my youth reading this fic. I'm like, oh (laughs) my gosh. This fic makes me feel, like, so bad about myself. It's ridiculous. Like, I did not do anything when I was 19. And I feel like I should have been just at the beach and, like, painting shit. And just, like, I don't even know, drawing constellations on a dude's chest. I should have done that. And I didn't. I lived on an island and I didn't do that shit. Like, what? (laughs) I'm just like, guys, what about your responsibilities? And then I remember I'm turning 26 tomorrow, and I'm like, oh, okay, they don't have responsibilities. <laughs> Claire is very upset that she didn't wake up in the middle of the night, walk into the kitchen, and see, like, two hot boys just standing there. If I woke up in the middle of the night and so Style Slinsky was there, I would be like, the fuck? Like, I'm gonna go back to bed now. I don't want to. I don't want you to see I'm me like this. Yes. <laughs> it's 
a figment of my imagination. What did I have last night? Like, so she's just like, oh, okay, that's cool. Hey, Isaac, let's cuddle. Oh, I love the Isaac in this thing. Oh, my God, Isaac. Yeah. Um, Lydia and Isaac are just such an unexplored dimension mm-hmm. that I think we would have loved to see more of in canon. Like, whenever people write them, I'm always, like, so curious of, like, how did you think of these two together? Because we but don't get anything. It yeah. makes so much sense when you think about it, though, because they both have this, like, excellent brand of bitchiness that mm-hmm. you know they could, like, definitely just hang out for hours and just kind of banter back and forth. I love how in this fix, Styles like kind of sees them. Like he sees the dynamic and he sees how cuddly they are, and he like looks for it and he's trying to tell. But like it's such a settled thing that once he realizes that it's not romantic, he's just like he's cool with it. He's like, okay, I can tell that this isn't romantic, except for that one night he doesn't know about where Lydia and Isaac had sex. That time they did it. Ignoring that. that one time. <laughs> Aside from that one, I'm assuming, extremely hot night, um, it it's not romantic, and he's, like, okay with it. He just understands that in this group of people that they've collected, this, like, mismatched knick-knack group of people, they're, they're just two people that fit together, and they don't have to fit together romantically. It's okay just as they are. And it's so refreshing to, like, not have a jealous styles because of mm. that. Snaps mm. for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why don't we snap more here at StudioCast? I don't know. Because we're not legally blonde, probably. I was just thinking about the snap cup when you said that. <laughs> really, you read my mind. Um, we're getting really good at reading each other's mind here on City Cast, which is kind of unfortunate. But let's move on. It's like a recurring theme, which I honestly props to Panic Attack Kisses because I have no idea where she would ever come up with something like this. But can we please talk about Styles and Lydia like owning the universe? And sharing, like, and splitting up who gets ownership of what and how they trade it and things like that. Oh, oh my gosh. I, it feels so Halsey. Um, but I love, <laughs> I love the last, the last line of, I think this is the last chapter that she's got out so far. Um, he nipped at her earlobe and told her that she could have the waterfalls if he could have her. Yeah. Like, oh, <sighs> my. Jesus Fucking Christ. I love that because yeah. Lydia, two styles, Zelensky, Lydia Martin is one of the wonders of the world. And I love the idea that he would trade a piece of the universe for her. And like even earlier, I forget, I think it's it's definitely in an early chapter. Um, but very similar to that, Lydia took rule of the planets above and style settled for her phone number. Like Oh uh, yes. Our it's trash just, son. The the role of the universe and, like, planets and all that to them is just, like, I don't know. It's so random to me, but it just really also makes so much sense at the same time. And especially when it gets to that scene when <laughs> Styles is, I mean, okay, so maybe he's drawing on her chest. And that's a little risque. But when he draws, like, the universe on her... And she doesn't really want it to wash off. And it's just like, oh, kill me. 
No one else had that reaction? No, no. I totally did. Oh, yeah. Totally. I loved like, the no. pattern of him drawing on her. I think that's, like, such an intimate and romantic thing, mm-hmm. like, having somebody draw on your body. Like, ooh, that is it's, hot. Do you want to talk about Scott, or do you want to paint my body? Right. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not. It's not like it's not. Per- ugh, sorry, it's not like it's permanent. But it's a, it's a semi-permanent for a little while. And so you're kind of trusting them a little bit. So it's kind of. It's just like I don't know. Well, it's funny you say that it's not permanent thing because then when you read about Lydia drawing the Basquiat crown and how mm-hmm. she redraws it every Sunday on his arm. So yeah, like it's so it doesn't go away. And then Does he can redraw the constellations too. I think he might, yeah. I feel like they just like every time it gets close to fading away, they just put it back on each other's bodies, which is just like incredible. See, there's two, also- there's two things that stress me out about this fic. Number one is like it wouldn't the Sharpie like hurt their bloodstreams. <laughs> And I'm also... Like, that's, that's not real. Your mom just told you that so you wouldn't draw on your skin, Rachel. Good, okay. And okay. also, also Lydia, Lydia's 19. Isaac and Styles are serving her. And I'm, like, really stressed out about it. I'm like, are you going to lose your jobs? <laughs> See, that doesn't register with me because 19 is the legal freaking age in Canada. So I'm like, I didn't even register that. Yeah. Oops. Okay, you Canadian. Oops. Meanwhile, Shut the up. Americans are, like, stressing. <laughs> I feel like hey, everything is better when you can drink at 19. That's probably true. She was like a really good fake ID, okay? Like, mm. don't worry about it. <laughs> She's like, fucking Martin, she made a fake ID that passes uh, Oh, she probably has a business, and that's like a side business with the coffee shop. She draws things, and she makes fake IDs for people. Yes. <laughs> I love it. New head cannon. My question that not really stresses me out, but, like, leaves me going WTF. Like, what the fuck does Isaac do? Because one day it says, like, dresses up to go to the hospital, but then he's also a bartender. Like, are you a med student? an intern. He's an intern, right? Or he's still, oh, my God. Like, dude, if you're a med intern, you don't want to be a bartender on the side. Like, you just want to go home and die. But that's just I fine. hear what you're saying. I have watched Scrubs, and I didn't, like, put the two together. <laughs> you guys are wrong. He actually goes and serves drinks to, like, all the sick people in the hospital. Oh, my God, that's like so very, puppy. Yeah, he's a very generous. Probably nice and a little unethical, but. <laughs> he's like, listen. He's like a drunken candy striper. Exactly. Ooh, imagine him in the outfit. Yes, exactly. You're reading my mind. So that's okay. what it meant when he took off his uniform because it was constricting and he put on Absolutely. just a t-shirt. Yeah. Okay. I need to leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. So let's talk about Lydia Martin's fluid sexuality in this fanfic. Hey. Right? Just kind of hey. Erica in there. And Malia, kind of. Yeah, true. And, you know, Allison, sort of. She's kind of, like, gyrating up on everybody. That's cool. Did somebody say Allison Argent? Don't cry. Don't do it. Don't do it. She's alive in this. Okay, don't worry. I'm just excited. (laughs) (laughs) 
The relationship between um, Malia and Lydia is actually really similar to the relationship in Landlocked. How, like, they have this, like, yeah. it's, like, mm. almost flirty, but also not flirty. And, like, they oh, grind on each other and they, like, dance together and they touch each other's bodies. But, like, it never escalates to anything. And it's, like, not going to go anywhere. Like, we all know. Cause, and it's probably half because of Styles, But, yeah. I just love it. I love how... I love... I love Melidia. I'm, I'm such I a fan. I love Melidia. I think it's just so awesome and really convenient that you're in this friend group who, like, if you ever need to bone and you're just like, hey, do me, and then the next day we'll be friends again. <laughs> like, I think that's just, like, probably the greatest situation. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody needs themselves that set of friends. Like, seriously. <laughs> and Lydia's pretty lucky that she found that. So, you know. I feel like Lydia and Isaac could just have, like, the easiest, most lovely sexual relationship. Like, just, like, whenever they want to just, like, go for it. But then the next day, absolutely no obligations. And I feel like romantic feelings could possibly just never grow. And they could yeah. be happy like that forever. Yeah. Like, if Lydia wanted to never get married and just, like, live with Isaac and just use him for sex. It would be beautiful. She could be 50 and still doing that. Yeah. Well, I, I just can't get past the aesthetics of it all. Like, these two, oh, like, yeah. porcelain statues, oh like, just going at it. Like, wow. Plus, like, 5'3 really versus 6'3. <laughs> the high difference. Yeah. No, oh, Lydia, Lydia and Isaac are that group, those two friends that are like, if I haven't found anyone by the time I'm 40, let's get married. Yeah. So totally. true. Um, I wanted to say that Panic Attack Kisses uh, does a good job about writing the pack and, like, mm. how they just kind of, like you said before, Rachel, it's like a motley crew of random people that just come together and, like, really support each other. Like, she had this in her other fix as well. And um, they're all, like, so close and their friendships are so easy and, like, um, it's really nice, like, just to read it and know that, like, you know, that they have that with one another. Because we don't necessarily always get that in canon. And, like, they could have just some such amazing friendships, and they can't because, like, they're always dying. So, there's that. Another thing that stressed me out was <laughs> they were getting high, <laughs> and they were getting high and drinking absinthe, and, like, I don't have any experience with, like, absinthe except for, like, in real moderation so I was like uh is this really bad like and I I texted Rachel and I was like what's gonna happen and she goes an orgy (laughs) I mean if that happened I would probably keep reading and be like yeah okay I would if if, in this fic there an orgy a pack orgy is the most in character thing in the world (laughs) oh yeah I would great. read the shit out of that. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. and the next day they'd be like, let's just make pancakes, okay? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they make pancakes and they're still naked while they're making pancakes. Yes. Well, obviously, that goes without saying. Naked pancakes are better pancakes. Although, <laughs> best I mean, pancakes. No bacon, because, like, griddle plus naked body is really dangerous. Ouch. Oh, true that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks for pointing that out, Clara. You're saving their lives. <laughs> right? That's so <laughs> awesome. Take note, guys. Yeah. I wish there was more Kira in this fic, though, because I love the way Panic Attack Kisses writes Kira. I love it. She is so cute. And Kira has unfortunately been a smaller player in, in Baby She's a Wild Thing. And I'm like, 
all right, I'm happy for you, and I'm gonna let you finish. But Kiryu Kimura is great when you write her. <laughs> Wait, who's T Swift in this occasion? Panic Attack Kisses? I think so. Okay. <laughs> Rude. I'm sorry. Well, maybe, maybe now that we've said this, Kira will make an appearance in later chapters. So, in this, I don't know if it's super intentional or, like, moderately intentional, um, but there's a few mentions of Styles thinking Lydia looks like a mermaid, which I love because, obviously, the whole Ariel Little Mermaid uh, canon mention. So, if that is on purpose props if it's not like wow that's very lucky um but I just loved just like the about her hair and that she's you know in the ocean and whatnot and so yeah but also something um favorite lines so I have two and I think it probably happens more than once with these stuck out to me the most um probably because they were kind of close together but um in chapter four which i think is like actually chapter three whatever i don't know um style's point of view she was something colossal in his mind which is just kind of to me just really shows who Lydia is in his life. And then later on, he goes, the girl was growing bigger, pushing out all the other thoughts in his head. And there's several mentions of Lydia's size in relation to um, her importance in his life. And I think that's a really interesting dichotomy because she is, she is so tiny and she just has this personality and this life that is kind of just bigger than everything and the fact that she's kind of growing in his mind is really I think a really really cool imagery um so yeah yeah that is really cool um I love the line colossal just because I feel like Rachel and I actually had um in the beginning of our friendship had like this whole conversation based on Lydia being colossal to Styles, and I actually made a playlist about Lydia titled "Colossal." <laughs> Dude, <laughs> so, yeah, coincidences are like crazy, but it's so true. Like she really is like such a big colossal part of his life and who he is. Um, one of my favorite lines was like, um, I don't know if it was like a favorite line, but it was just like an imagery that stuck with me. And it is, um, and touching grew easier and easier because there was no hesitation from either of them when they reached for each other. A quick tug on a pinky finger, a sure way to silently say, follow me, or a bump on the shoulder, a trace of a crown with a painted nail on a bare arm. Um, and I just love that, like, as they're really getting to know each other and um, getting familiar with each other, like, those casual touches, like, oh, God. It makes me hot. Like, <laughs> I think, like, as studio shippers, like, 
those casual touches are like what feed us. Yeah. So for her to like how we survive. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. Right. So she's like honestly like giving candy to a baby like when she writes (laughs) all those casual (laughs) things. I love it. Like, oh, my God. Just soak all that up. No, it's so... And that's why I feel like this fic was real hard to read. Like, not in, like, a bad way, but in, like, a, oh, my God, I need the slow burn to end because I feel like you would have just the prettiest sex of all time. (laughs) Like, it wasn't even, like, I just wanted to, like, read them coming together like that. I feel like every little tiny insignificant thing in this fic is the most important thing in the world. And so something as, like, enormous as Styles and Lydia being together like that would just be so beautiful. And I am thriving on that. I was, like, so ready for the slow burn, and I was like, listen, mm-hmm. you fools, make mm-hmm. out. Um, so my favorite um, line is super long, so I'm sorry, you guys are going to have to put up with this. But I, I picked this because it was, I felt like the, I could picture it, and it was beautiful, and I was like... Oh, so like speaking of the Little Mermaid vibe, Claire, this totally has it, and this is just something that I've have, I don't think I've ever read in a city of fic because they don't swim together a lot. So this was like brand new for me, and I really loved reading it, and I read it like three times. Um, he was swimming towards her, his skin paler than it had ever looked under the water, hidden from the sun and the moon and the stars. The girl's lungs were burning a little now, and she held her breath until he found her, fingers curling around her own until they both pushed themselves to the surface. They broke it with a gasp, still holding onto each other to the whoops and delights of their friends. Styles flipped Scott off, and the boys hollered to each other over the night air, the carnival now lit up in the background, the boardwalk a multicolored kingdom that made their faces bright and neon and everything fucking pretty. I love the use of fucking in this fic. It's perfect. Like, the way she randomly spreads it out. Jeff Davis, I know that you will never do this because you never do anything that the fans want ever. (laughs) But next season, um, hashtag Styles and Lydia in the ocean, please. So everyone pretty much took good ones, but I just really loved the <laughs> the uh, imagery of when they have an almost kiss. Um, so this is a really long one, too, so bear with me. He wanted to kiss her then, and he almost did. His fingers found hers after he dropped them onto her lap, made swirls over her knuckles as she swallowed heavily. Tiny daisy petals fell into her curls, and the boy swept them up with little fingertips, trying so hard not to brush them across the girl's cheek, too. But he failed and drew a line over the slant of her jaw instead, bringing his thumb to her chin and staring at her lips like they could held the secrets of, to the world. There was nothing but the waves in the background, no bird song, no music, and Lydia could hear the boy's breath leave, leave his lungs as she tried so hard not to hold her own. But her chest burned, and so did Styles' gaze, his eyes flickering back and forth over her face as he seemed to look for an answer to his silent question. And then they get blown up. But (laughs) it's just, oh, that writing is just awesome. Uh, It just gives me so many happy feels in my heart. There's just something about an almost kiss, like... Every time. Always just written, like, I won't say better than, but almost better than the kiss itself. Anticipation. Anticipation. I see you shiver and anticipate. And then it's ruined. Like, (laughs) sorry guys, someone had to. Yes. (laughs) Um, and then it's ruined like seventy-five percent of the time by Scott McCall, and I love you, Scott, but just like go away. Um, Scott McCall. 
It's just, uh, and that especially, like that is one of the greatest almost kisses I've ever read. Yeah, and almost kisses are probably one of my favorite things to read, and this one was just like another level. Like I hate them with a passion at the same time, but they're also yeah. my favorite. Double edged. I thought that they kissed, and I like was like, wait a minute, <laughs> they didn't kiss. Like that's how intimately it was written. I was like, I they made out, and then I was like, oh god, they didn't they, even touch they each other. They actually just looked at each other. This is ridiculous. <laughs> But Lydia Martin was wearing a flower crown, so that was the most important scene in a fanfic of all time. <laughs> Lydia her, Martin so in a flower crown is everything. Because I feel like she would totally pull off a flower crown really well. Who? Lydia. Oh. You oh, know who would look great in a flower crown? Kira. I wish she yes. could. Just put yes. all, everybody in a fucking flower crown. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Scott McCall. Yes. The most important person in the flower crown, Scott McCall. Put them all in matching flower crowns at prom. Oh my god, yes. The prom will never get. The prom will never get because it would be too great to have symmetry in your plot. Whatever, let's move on. It's not like we as viewers love symmetry in plot. (laughs) No. It's not like like the prom is important to Stydia or anything like that. Well, Jeff Davis doesn't care about Stydia. You're getting confused, Claire. Oh, okay, right. That's just everyone but Jeff Davis, right? Okay. Yeah. The use of Greek mythology in this fic, which when I first read the first mention of any Greek mythology, like, 10-year-old Claire was just like, oh my god, because I was so obsessed with this as a kid, and I'm still obsessed with it. But all of the mentions and how Styles kind of tells her the stories and she asks for them, and it's just kind of this intimate connection. And uh, I don't know, I'm just a sucker for Greek mythology. And I just love the part when um, Lydia asks Styles what god he would be or what Greek mythology character he would be, and he says Atlas. Oh. And, oh, <laughs> and she's like, well, wasn't that, like... It, didn't he carry the weight of the world as a punishment? And he, he says it's, he, he carries the weight of the world because he likes it all so much. And that's that's really great. That's, mm-hmm. I think, styles in this universe would answer that, mm-hmm. like, genuinely. But then I just thought, like, take that line and put it in canon, and he carries the weight of the world on his shoulders, and you're like... He he is Atlas. And then I just kind of internally cried a little bit. Ah. Well, shit, Dude. Claire. I feel Thanks like that. that's beautiful. I always I'm think sorry. about Scott as Atlas, though. Cause yeah, Scott right. is Atlas. I feel like Styles is the guy holding a pinky under the wall. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually um, <laughs> There was, like, a post going around where it was, like, Scott as Atlas. And it's like... Oh. Uh, I have to find it, but it hurts, you guys. It really hurts. Well, this Scott is... I don't know. They're both kind of Atlas, but Scott is, like, physically Atlas, and Styles is, like, mentally Atlas. Like, he does it to himself. I can dig that. Yes. Absolutely. You know? Beautiful, Claire. Yes. (laughs) This is the first podcast that we've done ever where we didn't spend at least, like, 10 minutes talking about Scott McCall. I yeah. feel like we've okay, lost yes. something. We definitely could, but I think that's because Isaac was such a character in it. And yeah. Smith 
then we talk about him first. <laughs> wow. That's very true. Yeah, it's just like the we have like we have a method, and Isaac <laughs> trumps Scott if he's in the fic. Sorry, Which Scott. Is so rare. Scott, we love you, but we also love Isaac, and he is a rare Pokemon. He is. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch Isaac. Isaac Leahy. So, this has been Season 2, Episode 5 of Studio Cast. Next week, we will be talking about Give Me Shelter or Show Me Heart by Marlehi, which is a fantastic coffee shop AU. Um, Just, like, seriously good. And also, there's a sex scene in it. And it's great. And I love that sex scene. So, I'm just gonna, like... Y'all should, like, jump on this and start reading ASAP because it's 11,000 words of joy, candy, and goodness. <laughs> and Styles Solinsky is the Styles who we know and love. So have fun with this. Um, I will see you next week. I am Rachel. I'm Ron Gasm on Tumblr. I am Flair, and I'm Fudgy the Whale on Tumblr. I'm Maggie. I'm Red String Banshee on Tumblr. And I'm Corey, and I'm Saving Styles on Tumblr. And thank you for spending these last 30 minutes with us. Here at StidiaCast, we review and discuss our favorite Stidia fanfics. If you enjoyed today's fic, go tell the author the things you love best about it. You can find us at StidiaCast on Tumblr and on Twitter at Stidia underscore cast. A special thanks to our sound editor, Rosemary, Row Your Boat on Tumblr, and to our incredible anonymous donor for making Season 2 of Cydia Cast possible. Thank you for listening, and see you next time.